Well, everyone, and welcome to a brand new Star Wars Files. Yeah. We'll be discussing discussing the, the big finale of the prequel trilogy with Revenge of the Sith. My name is Patrick. I'll be your host. And joining me are my three co-hosts. It's Jonathan. Wenzel. Uh, f- um, what's that Star Wars guy? <laughs> wow, on, that's on, not vague at all. He's like... <laughs> Zoom. And then the kid's like, whoa. Oh, Anakin? Yeah, the actor. I'm him. Oh, Hayden, Hayden Christensen. Hayden, Hayden Christensen. <laughs> that's me. I'm Colt. <laughs> the fuck? Okay. <laughs> you like that? And uh, like, like I said, we were discussing... Uh, just what just what our general thoughts of the event of the Sith was, and how and how how we're able to how it sort of ties up, not only the prequel trilogy but the first two thirds of the Star Wars saga. Yeah, uh, the last time I saw this movie was when we did a great rewatch uh, before we went and saw Episode Seven, and uh, then when I did watch it, I thought it was my favorite, and after I rewatched it, it is not my favorite. It is. It's up there. I think it's better than uh, every movie in the first trilogy, and uh, I think it's better than the first and the second. But I think Episode Eight and Seven are top. That's top for me. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I still out of the prequel, out of the prequel trilogy. I'm sorry if anybody hears a little pop. Uh, it's my favorite. Um, I enjoy it quite a bit, and I don't know if I enjoy it a bit more or uh, a lot more than the original trilogy, but. Maybe, maybe I do. I don't know. I I, I watched this movie recently. Um, before we did the uh, podcast for Attack of the Clones, so it's like this is my probably my third or second time seeing it this year. And I mean, I just I I, I don't know. There, there's like there's some parts that like when you watch it, it's like still it's like you know every time Hayden Christensen says anything, it's like fuck. It's Hayden Christensen. You constantly reminded. But like other than that, like with the whole thing, like with you know obi like the political side and like obi-wan and anakin's like strained relationship and then the just like you know i mean we don't really get much of the clones but we know you know they're there and the whole clone conflict clone wars going on it's like i still think it's very interesting and very um uh definitely gets you like uh into it yeah this is the one i always go back and forth on whether i like it or not just because like the episodes one and two are garbage they are very bad. This one is the best way I can describe it. It's like it's a top floor of a building that's immaculate, but it's built on a foundation and other floors of just like collapsing rubble. Yeah. So it's hard to enjoy that one immaculate floor when it's over this like foundation of garbage. Yeah. And I remember this. I watched this movie recently, like before we rewatched it for the podcast, and I remember not liking it as much as I thought I would. There was just a lot of things that bothered me, but with this one, it I, I guess I was just more willing to roll with the punches, yeah, and and enjoyed it a lot more than. I realized. Uh, granted, we were shitting on the movie oh, the entire yeah. time because, like Wenzel was saying, every time. Hayden Christensen opened his mouth, and I hate shitting on the guy because he—they say he's like a really nice dude. guy. Yeah, and, and also too, I mean, you know, 
I, this isn't necessarily attack on his character, but no. goddamn, every time he was on screen, I wanted to punch him. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I mean, he he just has this creepy face. Oh yeah, and part of it, like I think that's what Lucas was going for because he had he quote had this dark out quality to him, but God, he he was just like creepy McCreeperson. Yeah, and I guess I, it, like before I keep going on, that, that's just sort of my general <laughs> yeah. thought. For me, I it's obviously the, the strongest of, of the of the prequel trilogy by far, and, and and this is coming from someone who doesn't like malign the prequel trilogy as much as other people do. It's they're they're not you know outstanding movies by any sense, but like I, I can sit through any of them not feel like I'm just being raked over hot coals. <laughs> but I feel like there there's there's I feel like. It's it's, it's, a, it's a weird position. So I, I see a lot of the potential, and like maybe that's what kind of like I glean on. It's like there there's there's so well there's there's so much potential in the prequel trilogy as a whole, but it, you really it, it feels, see it. In it, this it feels movie. A, a bit more realized in in this trilogy. It's yeah. like it's like third time's the charm. Lucas just spent millions and millions of dollars, and he got one that was halfway decent with the, with the third one. But there, there, there's a lot here, and I feel like. There was, there was something like there were things that they could have done, but that was just cut out the last minute. Like, like with Anakin's whole trajectory in, in the in the movie, like we we always we obviously know that he's going to go with bad in the end, but it feels so rushed. But there's there's a reason for that because apparently in the original script he, he had a, a much more like complicated and nuanced like feelings and sort of like. And all these other factors that it contributed to him becoming, you know, Darth Vader, but apparently the executives thought it was too complicated, so they just narrowed it down to he doesn't want his wife to die, which you know is a valid thing, but it just seems like uh, he, he's like he's kind of floating, he's kind of towing the line to really the whole movie, and then just wham, he's just full black, full bad evil. Yeah, I mean, yeah, because it literally goes from him being, you know, Anakin Skywalker who has like some dark tendencies. But is all around a good person to genociding kids. Like there, there, <laughs> there's no step between that. And if we're taking like Clone Wars into account, like you see him get to where he is in Revenge of the Sith. But in Revenge of the Sith, it seems like he's he literally just jumps off a cliff yeah. as far as his trajectory goes. Yeah, and, and that's probably one of my biggest complaints of the movies. How it's just like. I killed Mace Windu, or helped kill Mace Windu. I'll do everything you say, weird frog guy. Yeah, he just completely just bows to him. Which, I mean, like Pat said, there are moments that, like, really, like, you know, they should have shined a little bit brighter than they should have. Because, like, there's moments where, like, you have Anakin who, like, is obviously conflicted, and we get those, but then it's like, but then you have the whole, like, story of, like, him just not wanting Padme to die, and it's just like, okay. Because, like, there's a moment where, like, you know, you see him talk to Mace and tell, like, because at first it's like we, we can, we see his path and we see him going down because he starts to befriend Palpatine more and more and more. And then Palpatine starts to reveal more that, like, you know, he's obviously Darth Sidious. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then at some point it's like, you know, it's as like Anakin goes to Mace Windu and tells him and it's like you see a moment like okay you know Anakin's not he's not there yet but it's like it's just a nice little conflicted moment and, and then also especially with his conversation with Obi-Wan Kenobi you know but it's like it's just not really fleshed out and it just kind of sucks but yeah. and then also and Hayden with his acting too it's just it's kind of just so devoid of any real you know 
emotion because you're getting you're mostly getting that conflict just from like you know just from the conversations and the characters that he's talking to rather than himself yeah and like one of the conversations i think is the one you were talking about with obi-wan kenobi right before uh he goes obi-wan goes to utapau to fight grievous it's there is this very much this tension uh, and, and that's where you get a lot of like the other conflict that I imagine was cut out, which had to do with more the political side of it, yeah. which I, I really wish was in the movie. And, and, but like you were saying, it's only because one, you and McGregor's a great actor, yeah. But like, and, and Hayden Christensen's just so wooden and stiff, stiff, and yeah, and it's just God. I just wish this movie would have went through a a couple more re- 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 rewrites and like I think I also am a little I get more angry at this movie because there is so much that's you see the like with Phantom Menace and Attack of Clones you really have to look for the the gems and pile of shit yeah but with this movie it, you can really see the um uh, the potential that's yeah. there. Oh, yeah. And it's just... Like, it, like it's, it's definitely... It's right there at the finish line, but it stumbles at the end. Because there, there's, like, a, there's a lot of really cool, interesting, like, plots going on. Because why, why Anakin's so conflicted is because he sees, like, how the Jedi, they're, they're being very secretive, they're being obstructive, dogmatic, and just, like, sort of not really, you know, practicing what they preach. And you have the Senate that's, like, you know, the Give- political side get rapidly... Uh, crewing power and like you know it's it's very very like you know inhuman and sort of like just very sort of dangerous and like just just warmongering thing so you have you have two sides that you know are kind of bad in their own way and then you have someone who's like caught between who's who sees the good on both sides and sees the bad on both sides and he's trying to like straddle his his like his love and his loyalty yeah because he literally i mean he literally just has like obi-wan who you know you're my brother, Anakin. I love you. But uh, and then he has like Palpatine, who even though Palpatine's using him for his own ends, he's acting like he's a his fa- his father that he never had. Yeah, and that's that's all I was gonna say. Um, is like the political side again is like I think you know we don't get much of it, but it's definitely more interesting because it's like it's like you have the political side in Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones, and it sucked. It was so boring, and it's like you forget about it. But with this, it's more interesting because it's like you see the Senate. They're giving so much power to the Chancellor. They're, just give, they're literally giving up. And then you have the Jedi who are being super secretive, like you said. Or, sorry, like you said, Pat. And, like, they're like they're essentially, like, trying to infiltrate and try to understand, like, what's going on. and like, But they're also trying to, like, defend the Republic as well. And it's just it's, – I, I think it's very interesting, especially, like – uh, with uh, with Obi Wan's conversation about Anakin, because Anakin, it's like they put so much on him, so much responsibility. Because and it's like even with all this responsibility, it's like the Jedi still won't make him a master. But it's like they're like they want him to like get close to Palpatine, deal with the politics. Yet he barely understands it himself because he just has a ch- like a very like naive naive perspective. yeah. And it's just like I think that was done very well, but it's like we just don't get much of it, which kind of sucks. Yeah, and and. and and when, since the focus is focused more on him dealing with his feelings about Padme, I think would be fine if 
him and Natalie Portman had any sort of chemistry. chemistry yeah. And if her character was anywhere developed, and that's uh, one of the big problems of the prequel trilogy that I have is Padme's not really a character. No. She's really in just an outline of a character. And the outline of the character is this really strong, independent character. Like I'd say even more so than Leia in the original trilogy. But... She's always living in Leia's shadow. She, she came second, so like she yeah. always had like this thing to live up to, but also... The, the but she but she's also more of the object of Anakin's affection instead of her own person. Which, yeah. Like and even in subsequent materials, we it, it, except for the that newest book that came out uh, from her, Shadow. Yeah, from her perspective, I haven't read it yet, but people say it's really good that you really get her as a character instead of a prop. Yeah, which, I mean, you even see that in the Clone Wars, where there's, like, several episodes where it's just focused on Padme, and she's very, like, she's very much, like, independent, and not where we see her, like, we kind of see her more of, like, as a damsel, sort of, like, I don't know, I'm just, yeah, it, I, I, it's just, I don't know, it's it's just not, it's not good how they, ha- like, how they portrayed her, especially it, Natalie. It just seems weird, like, part of me feels like the most active she got to be was in Attack of the Clones. Yeah. yeah. It's like she's actually physically active. She's going off and she's, you know, she, she's able to fight. And where this one, and when the Revenge of the Sith, she's, uh, she's kind of just kind of relegated to wringing her hands and sort of like being very concerned. Which, yeah. I mean, to be, you know, she was pregnant, but like... But also, too, like, I mean, for the character that she's supposed to be, she she is supposed to be this very proactive politician. Yeah. Who's like very much... In some ways, a little misguided. I could, I could see, but also has her has very good intentions. Yeah. Like I feel like, honestly, they probably could have replaced Bell Organa's character arc in this movie with her. Pro- probably, like with her, her physically going to the Jedi Temple and her realizing Anakin's a fucking psychopath. Yeah, but in, instead of having like. Obi Wan, I don't know, but then they, you know, then that gets into like rewriting the entire movie. Yeah, but like it's, and also too, like just talking about the prequel trilogy's whole and talking about Bell Organa, he's literally Leia's adoptive dad, and he doesn't really get anything to do until the last like. 30 45 minutes of this movie yeah and then but the movie like tries to act like he's been this character the whole time yeah and it acts like you're supposed to know who he is and i i i I, I, to me it just seems hard for anyone like a casual watcher of these movies to be like oh that's who that is yeah which i mean i feel like that movie is like that in general because it's like this this takes place like so so much longer after Attack of the Clones. You have like the instance of the clones. Like nobody knows unless you went back and watched the Clone Wars, which came after. You wouldn't have no idea who these clone commanders or soldiers are. But like if you like watch like if you knew or watched the show, it's like you would know like those relationships. Like how like how like even the Order sixty six from what we see is like that's really heartbreaking. But it's still like you're still losing like how heartbreaking it is because these clones have been fighting with these Jedi their Jedi generals mm-hmm. for like this entire length of the war and then it's like they're just like they're not even they don't even want to do what they're doing. They are literally programmed with the with a chip in their brain to to kill their their friends. Yeah, but that but 
that's that's an issue too because that's not in the movie itself and that was retroactively added which is frustrating which i feel like part of it was and part of the eu even for the original trilogy would do that where it's like oh there's this kind of like plot contrivance plot convenience plot hole that okay we'll explain it in other things which like the the movie should stand on their own and not have to but like and that was one of the things I noticed this this time more than any other was especially after watching the Clone Wars uh, Cody in particular it's like oh you you really see in that brief interaction with him in in Obi-Wan their their connection but how much of that is that the movie being subtle and that that's because I have this retroactive information of something else, and to me, it's the latter. Yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah, um, and but I will say, like, something that the movie does do well, and I mean, this is by no means should make any movie great, is like how from for me personally, like from beginning to end, I was, I really am like, and every time I see this, I'm really stuck to it. Like, I'm really in there watching it, and like, like maybe because of the the action because like non-stop it's like literally f- there's a f- there's a battle in the very beginning then we go into you know a little bit of the political side a little the li- only a little- slow point is when everyone's meeting together in the room and uh, anakin's like why don't you trust me which one is that it's like at the very oh, oh, beginning oh, oh, the, oh yeah 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 that that's like yeah i guess that's what i should say is like this movie's pretty fast paced like i didn't really like when by the time we got to uh, order 66 being like um, initiated or whatever, I was like, "Oh shit, we're close to the end." Like, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I, yeah, I, I remember like even getting to like the the final scene of the movie, like looking at little baby Luke. I'm like, "Fuck, this movie's over." <laughs> yeah, like I remember, I remember with Phantom Menace and uh, Attack of the Clones, I was like, "Oh fuck, where, it just drags." It drags on. I'm like, "Where the fuck are we with this?" It's like, uh, well, and also too, Attack of the Clones was a longer movie. Oh yeah, but like with this, it's like, okay, here we are. Here, this is where we're going, and I do like that. It's just like it's pretty much just a straight shot. It, it almost feels like uh, this is where this is what Lucas really wanted to do, but felt like because of like one naming the movies episode four, five, and six, which was e- which was named even before the prequels came out. That like oh he has to do a one, two, and three. Yeah, and I feel like if it was just this movie but put but had more effort put into it Mm -hmm. which which even like with episodes one and two there was a lot done like there was a lot of hard work that went into oh yeah And, and i know a lot of people really shit on like the special effects of these movies which i part of it i can i could see but i was also really surprised more so with attack of clones and revenge of the sith of how well a lot of the stuff is aged. Like, like it really was with a Phantom Menace where it's like, ooh, yeah, this is yeah. early CG. Uh, you could tell they weren't really there yet versus mm-hmm. like episodes two and three, which was like, okay, yeah, it does look like they're, it doesn't look like they're inter- interacting with anything real, but I, I don't know. It, to it, me, it, it, it kind of worked. I think yeah. one, one of the strongest pieces of a, uh, Digital imagery is, is is still the opening to episode three when he had the, with the probably one of the biggest uh, space battles in Star Wars. Oh yeah, until like episode oh eight. Yeah, yeah, and that that, that's that still aids very well. Oh yeah, yeah. especially that like single shot that pans down and them like you can see all the 
ships fighting. Like there's a battle going on. Yeah, that that's like re- in, in the. In, also, too, just John Williams pulled no punches with this. Oh soundtrack. yeah, I do it is without a doubt the best, and I think makes the scenes that wouldn't have any impact at all have some like like for example the order 66 and it's because it has that very operatic melancholy but also like track to it yeah yeah i should say like going into the music that was something um i sorry i know i said that like these uh, these interactions with the clone commanders and the Jedi generals were kind of like that was kind of taken because you don't really know like those bonds. But I will say like even like even with that though like with the music it still makes it just as like heart wrenching because like with that first like well I should say the moment when uh, Anakin is marching upon the Jedi Temple with the five hundred first Legion just that like that music that the, that the, that the, marching the marching beat it's just so like fuck here we go and then the very sad music playing as you know the clones are all uh being ordered to kill their generals like you de- you definitely feel it and like john williams went all out and back to the opening scene when they're flying that that was really nice really good really well and, 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 and barring um Hayden Christensen's wooden performance, the, the, like a lot of the banter in that that scene, the, that that I'd say that opening twenty minutes up to where they like crash land on Coruscant. Yeah, it's it's, it's actually pretty, fairly good. I, yeah. I I enjoy sort of like even though it, it it could be stronger, like I still enjoyed what we got with between Obi Wan and Anakin. It, it felt natural because, however difficult it may have been for Hayden to convey that in a movie. Yeah. I think he Hayden and Ewan had a genuine had, had a genuine chemistry. Yeah. And that came through came through very well in this. And I think that that's probably like one of the strongest parts is that all, all other flaws aside, I feel like you got to see the bond between Obi Wan and Anakin in this, and that really that's that's I think that's that's one of the gems in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's like again like another moment of potential where it's like we don't know like what it exactly led up. You know, we know they've been bonding, especially since Attack of the Clones. But it's like, you know, we don't we don't know exactly led to this, but like we get it at least, which is good. Yeah, because like in especially in Attack of the Clones, which I really think. They should have started there instead of the Phantom Menace. Yeah, because like starting at the Phantom Menace, that's just way too early. Because there was just like, oh, it's like yeah, we see Palpatine rise to being Chancellor, but that's about the only noteworthy thing that really happens. Because most of all the conflict for the prequel trilogy is the Separatist Crisis and the Clone Wars, yeah. which doesn't start until at, right before Episode Two. So it's like, what was leaving the point? But, like, getting back to their bond, like, their just genuine chemistry, we can't not talk about this movie and not talk about the fight scene at the end. Oh, yeah. Like, especially with the music with that, when, like, as soon as, like, as soon as Obi-Wan confronts Anakin and Anakin goes into a spiel about how, you know, this is my new, I, which I can say word for word because I've heard it so many fucking <laughs> and, and times. And he did. <laughs> and I did. I've heard it so many times because I, cause I do kind of uh, enjoy that a little bit because you, you get to see, like, this is, this is him. This is this is a tyranny right here. And um, and then Obi-Wan's like, I don't, only Sith deal the absolutes. I will do what I must, even though that's a fucking absolute. But yeah, no, like, just, oh, man very fucking good very intense 
uh, even though we talk, we kind of shit on it. The part where they're fucking spinning their lightsabers that like, was fucking awesome. That was still awesome. Yeah, most of what, at least my criticisms of the fight itself are like the latter parts where they're like swashbuckling and swinging on like uh, the, wires and shit. Yeah. That was funny. That was that, funny. that was funny. Yeah, but like, uh, like if for some reason they asked me to do that fight scene again, I would. The only thing I would change would be like by the end of it is like more of just them getting tired yeah, and, and not them like jumping around doing these high flying acrobatics, which kind of, it, 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 and also too, it goes on really long, long. Yeah. It, it's like probably like the fight itself is like 15 minutes, oh, not counting it being intercut with, uh, Yoda, 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 Yoda Insidious, which now granted that, that was, that was was so fucking good i really enjoyed seeing that again especially when fucking sidious was throwing one of the uh one of the chair uh the the, the senate seats senate seats and then yoda caught it started spinning and then you can tell like oh fuck don't fuck with yoda and throws it right back at the douchebag fuck it was really good i I will say of course we we all know that one of the things that lucas is very much has a handle on is, is 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 his visuality and like this, this had the most action in it, and it had like a lot of great action sequences from like the uh, the space battle to like you know the Obi Wan fight, Obi Wan Anakin fight. Of course, you know they, it it kind of gets a little long in the tooth, but yeah. but just like all the different incidental sequences, just like they feel very strong, they feel very impactful. Like when Obi Wan and Yoda go to like the Jedi uh, Temple, go to the Jedi Temple, and you see like Yoda Savagery come out, fucking cutting down clones like no tomorrow. See, that's that's why I really liked about this movie, like again about the action sequences, because there's so much like if you're not paying attention like to the background. Like, there's a lot of, there's so much stuff going on, especially with that. It's like you see all these clones coming up and they're just getting cut down. Like, Yoda, like, throws his lightsaber into that one dude's chest, hops over, yanks it out. And fucking, oh my god. Just and jumps it, right next and to it was, the guy. And that's just, it's just what's also really good, like, you know, with the, uh, with this, with the original trilogy, it's like you would, like, you know, if you didn't have these before, if you didn't have these prequels, it's like you would never know that Yoda was such a fucking badass, especially with his last movie. You really yeah. see it pulled out of him. And I know a lot of, a lot of fans complain about Yoda being a gymnast and stuff like that, but it's like it's like oh he wasn't like that in the original trilogy, and it's like he was dying. he literally fought in like a war, and you didn't expect him to be at least you know somewhat competent with a lightsaber. And, I don't know. I feel like like of all the criticisms of the prequels, is that that's the hill you want to die on? Is Yoda being awesome? Yeah, like I mean, what? How else would he fucking fight? He would ha- he would have to have. I mean, he's an old ass dude. He has probably the most knowledge about the Force. I mean, of course he'd be fucking acrobatic. He probably swings at your ankles. Yeah, or he's basically like somebody can like actually like squat down and just like wave their white saber like, like at his level. I like mean, that won't fucking work. And also, you could make an argument that we've been off for twelve days. <laughs> Because <laughs> that's exactly how long it's been since that last uh, argument was said. Um, since argument was said. Just like a Harry Potter movie, we covered part one and part two. Yeah. Whoop whoop. Oh man. We, we had an. Uh, we had a hiccup. Uh, yeah. Um, I didn't, that took twelve days to fix. Well, it didn't really. It didn't actually need twelve days to fix. It could literally have been fixed in like a a few hours. minutes. But twelve days was the best time that we could make. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Very busy schedule. And the hiccup was that there was too much data on our card. So I, I don't I don't think I could appreciate you showing how the sausage is made, Wenzel. I'm sorry. That's our secret recipe right there. But Star Wars Nobody knows the secret sauce.
Yeah, I think if they listen to the last two episodes, yeah. they'll know what the secret it's, it's sauce is. Yeah. Cheeto. Oh. Oh. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> um, but yeah, so we were we were just talking about Yoda, how badass he was, which he was badass. And uh, do, we don't remember what Wenzel was going to make the argument that... You know, it, it's so funny because nobody here knows except for us. But we went for a good another 30 minutes before I realized that we were out of storage. Yeah. So... There was so much good content that was lost. It was. It makes me really sad. It made everybody really sad. We're all sad boys. Yeah. Can I get up? <laughs> don't do that. Don't don't ever do that. <laughs> there, Wenzel goes with the visual bit. The visual again. bit is is the weird head motion that e boys are doing on TikToks. It's a very specific motion, and for some reason, I'm very angry by it. <laughs> it, it, it. I don't even know how to like. It's like a like a. You tap your fingers on the side of your head, and then roll, roll your, your eyes, eyes back, back and your stick head. your tongue. It's supposed out. to be really cool and <sighs> trendy. Stop. <that. laughs> Third time's the charm because that is, the, is dumb. This is the third time we've uh, attempted to, to rec- record this. The, nobody wants us to talk about Revenge of the Sith, apparently. <laughs> no. Okay, Star Wars. It's okay. Yeah. Yoda killed a lot of people. Yeah, you know, something I... <laughs> it's I've way been, too many. I've been thinking about it since we had that hiccup, and I just think about how ruthless he was in killing those clones, man. So, so like, I've been thinking about like, how so efficient Yoda is. Well, I feel like he, he was just like an animal that finally got let out of his cage. He, he finally had an excuse to fuck up. I guess, but it's like a very merciless and efficient animal that knows exactly how to take down all of its opponents. There, he, well, he kills it without suffering, especially the guy who got a lightsaber through his chest. Yeah. <laughs> right through that heart. Fuck. It went right through him. Damn. But, um... Yeah, so Yoda's uh, badass. So yeah, Yoda's badass. Um, let's let, let's talk about something else since we talked about him so much last. Let's talk, let's talk about another mass murder, uh, General Grievous. Yeah, fucker killed so many clones during the Clone Wars uh, that you'll never see or know unless you watch the Clone Wars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he gets introduced in this movie and. And then just like unceremoniously killed off. It's like okay, cool. You know but the giant, time like- that he was there was fucking awesome. Like I loved his fight scenes were pretty damn cool compared which to the was, rest of the movie. Which was like what a half, and then two, and then a second sort of full fight scene. It made me want more. Yeah, Did you guys see that and said I I could go with less which, of that. Which it's funny because you'd only want more if you knew that he wasn't gonna die, <laughs> like or if you knew that they were gonna make something to show to show him what he did in the uh, his escapades. But um, yeah, no, it was uh, it's funny because you see all these separatists or generals that have been introduced throughout the prequels, and then you get introduced to General Grievous, who is very menacing, looks badass, and then it's like. He just gets killed off. He comes comes out of nowhere and he he disappears just as quickly. Yep. Shot right in the fucking chest and blows up. And he had like a robot uh, tuberculosis when Mace Windu crushed his chest in the Clone Wars. That's why he's coughing. Oh, fuck. I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah. That's cool. But, um, you know, I remember watching it as a kid and being horrified because it's like I loved the clones so much, but I like I knew that he was like kind of a dick, and I was like, oh man! But then he looked so cool, and I was like, oh no, General Grievous, that looks like that hurts. The <laughs> <laughs> poor uh, skull face spider cyborg man. Yeah, but um, yeah, no, very uh, uh something we talk about or I don't I don't remember if we talked about was the design. For some of the shit in 
Revenge of the Sith, very fucking good. I mean, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I was thinking in my head, but General Grievous was designed before this. No, he was designed specifically for this movie, and then everything else about him was filled in afterwards. But um, his design is very, very nice, very cool. And if anybody knows about what he uh, looked like previously before his cybernetic enhancements, he looked still pretty awesome. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers. Do you remember what his uh, species was? Uh, the Kalish. Yeah, very, very cool, very warlike, tribe-like. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I know I love him. And I love his, uh, his guards as well. They're very menacing for the fact that like they're one of the few droids that if you if you cut off their head they'll still keep fighting or if you cut off any limb other than if you like I mean to an extent they'll keep fighting which is really badass. Yeah, and I think the Magna Guard things were pretty cool. The little sticks with a little electro. Yeah. yeah, little purple. It's one. It's one of the few. It's one of the few uh, weapons in, in, in this era of Star Wars that can uh, combat a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah, very, very interesting. And um, gosh, it, you know, I don't like. I don't know if they if they get enough, which they they don't get enough love, especially since they've been in the prequels since the first movie. Are the droids like the droid designs? I'll, I've always enjoyed them, even though you know who cares about droids? But it's all about the clones or the stormtroopers. That that was something I wish was fleshed out even more so in the Clone Wars because they they're just like kind of comic relief. Yeah, but. I mean, like like you said, the designs are really cool, and it, it would just be interesting to get more of, um, just more development there. And, and the same with the clones. While I really love the clones, and they do get more uh, fleshed out in subsequent material. Yeah. There's still that ethical quandary that I wish was explored, but I, I don't think George Lucas was really interested in. No. You were literally creating these people to, to die. die. Yeah. And, and like, it, it does get mentioned here and there it, outside of the movies, but like, even then it's like, this is prime material for like some existential horror shit. Yeah. Because it's like, I mean, in the Clone Wars, like, you know, it's very much sparsely like, mentioned but like there a lot of the um a lot of the clones who are dealing with like this kind of crisis they're like we're expendable like what like there's there's nothing you know there's nothing worthwhile about us and like that's the whole thing like with you know you can bring up this argument that like the droids and the clones are kind of just the same it's just that one's um you know one has skin and bones and the other's just mechanical plus plus we we get there's the whole idea that if they have the self-awareness that they are expendable there's maybe an extra layer that Basically, these are all grown men, but they went from a, a infant to a man in ten years. Yeah. So like, there's people the same age as them, but you know they're still children. So there's still like the, the decelerated growth that that probably messes with that can probably mess with their head if they're allowed to be that introspective. And something else too that was I think that was also mentioned in Clone Wars as well was there was a group of clones who were um who were like because you know with their doing this you have to like. You know, people don't understand. They and they, the Kaminoans even mentioned this was that, like, to get the perfect clones that they had, they had to go through several trials, which means that there were, like, there were probably hiccups during the process, and that means that there were probably clones who were came out like deformed or you know had neurological issues or, and then there were even there were clones, and there was one I remember in uh in the Clone Wars specifically that was an old man who like I think his name was ninety nine something like that, yeah. but I mean, but I mean, all the clones loved them too, but they also kind of felt like you know 
they didn't really berate him, but they they definitely felt like you know he was definitely beneath them because he was kind of the janitor essentially. Basically, it's like this weird like pity. Yeah. 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 And um, and and of course he has like the this attitude of like. Oh man, I really want to go fight, but literally don't have the he capability was, yeah, to. He physically can't. And then you do see his, you know, spoiler. He has a heroic sacrifice uh, towards the end of the episode, but and which was nice um, and sad. But um, yeah, and I, but like I was saying though, I think there was a group of clones who were not mistakes or like or like messed up, but they were like genetically like they weren't. S- I mean, they were genetically, like, from Jango Fett, but, like, how they looked physically or how they, like, I can't remember. Their physical appearance and stuff about them was different, and I I thought that was interesting. Was Are you talking about the Bad Batch? Yes, I think that's what they are called, yeah. yeah. I, I thought that was interesting, but, yeah, there was a lot of, with, like, Revenge of the Sith and then, again, with the Clone Wars, there's just so much that was lost because it, we also see it, We again, I'm going to mention this, that we see a moment where, like, you have these clones. Who are named? There's Commander Cody. There's and during uh, the Order sixty six um, sequence, we see Commander Neo, Commander Bakara, Commander Bly. Um, uh, I can't remember who was the clone commander who shot down Plo Kloon, but he was. You know, it, I, I originally thought it was Wolf, but uh, but no, it's not Wolf. Um, and several others. It's like you have the, all these clones who have names and who have these relationships with these Jedi generals. Oh, Commander Gree, and um, you just see them, and it's like. You don't really, like, even, like, well, I guess at the time I did feel bad because Commander Gree does get, does get his head fucking cut off and Commander Cody tries to kill Obi-Wan. But you still, you don't feel, like, you don't feel that much of an attachment to them. But, and it's just, like, you know, again, another moment of, like, you throw these characters in there who have these huge stories, but it's, like, you don't, you don't know until, like, material outside of that. Yeah, and part of that is, one, just time constraints, but also, two... It's just kind of what Star Wars has done. Yeah, because there, there's just... I don't know. Like, and a lot of the things that make the clones interesting was kind of retroactively added. Yeah. And, and like, the whole, like, chips in the head, mm-hmm. uh, things like that. And, and, and I, like, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but um, the clones' relationship... After seeing the Clone Wars, you kind of see that more, especially with Cody and Obi Wan. Yeah, but yeah, they're just kind of there. And, and, and another thing, I wish I, I probably mentioned this on either the other two episodes, but I kind of wish the Separatists got more development. Yeah, because at least the way it's wanting to be presented is there's really not. Uh, there's it's not as clear cut as say the original trilogy because yeah. like the empire is clearly a dictatorship and and while there might be, there there's probably a lot of good people who are ultimately just doing their jobs at the end of the day it's like you're contributing to imperialism yeah yeah and, and like the rebellions are it's clearly the good guys whereas this is like the you separatists have valid reasons for wanting to secede and and frankly, like the Republic's insistence of keeping them in is like you could explore like the whole political thing there, but and, but it, the, it seems like Lucas wanted the political complexity of something like that, but also wanting the same dynamic from the original, the original trilogy. trilogy. Yeah, and, and and that leads to like Grievous kind of being this mustache twirling villain, even in. The second Clone Wars, not Clone Wars, but the Clone Wars. Yeah, he he's kind of more of like his original, uh, the the Revenge of the Sith portrayal versus 
the the two D uh, was it Tarkovsky? Oh, I don't. The, know. the guy who did Samurai Jack did the original. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The uh, the voiceless on uh, Implacable Man, uh, Unstoppable Killing Machine. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. Where they literally, where he literally kills Shaggy from Scooby Doo. Yeah, it's he, like, li- he literally yeah. just ju- dives down from the fucking ceiling, smashes him, kills him. And if him. I remember correctly, like at one point he's like dueling like with five lightsabers and one in his foot. But, yeah, it's yeah, like, what the fuck? It's so fucking sick. And then another, there's also another really good scene there too, where he was fucking in a room full of I don't know how many fucking clone troopers, just is cutting through their fucking armor, smashing head, literally smashing a helmet, and you can understand there's a head in that helmet, no blood, there's a head there. Because wasn't there a scene where he grabs him, like a trooper's head with his foot and just like yeah, either he crushes it in his foot or just smashes it, it the on ground. the floor. Yeah, no, it was it was fucking brutal, fucking. Crazy. I, I, I can't remember. Are the uh, animated Clone Wars, the original, are those considered non-canon now? Yes. Uh, there are ways you can make it work to where, like if you want to do a head canon, to, because the, it doesn't really, I, I think probably does establish a time, but like there really isn't much time established from Attack of the Clones to the CG Clone Wars. Yeah. Like, and a lot of the original Clone Wars is kind of the, especially the first part of the show is very is the very much the immediate after Attack of the Clones. Yeah. So I guess there's not really anything to contradict, um, like what came after that, the secondary Clone Wars. Uh, not really, and it it does a lot better job of interesting uh, introducing characters like Asajj Ventress, who kind of just is in the Clone Wars and expects you to know who this character is. Yeah, and it's like. This character, like, if you hadn't watched the original Clone Wars, and and since we're not counting it as canon, I feel like that character deserved a actual introduction. Oh fuck, I forgot she was in the original Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. That was her only fucking introduction, and then they just kind of throw her in. And, well, shit, <laughs> because, yeah. because for some reason I keep thinking in my head like, oh, she's in, um, she's in Revenge of the Sith, um, uh, but she's not, she's not in there. Yeah, well, originally she was created, I want to say, by George Lucas's daughter as kind of the, um. Uh, the character that ultimately became Count Dooku, and yeah. I'm just like, why? Why? Like, granted, I love Christopher Lee, and even though he's not given much, oh, okay. And even though like do like Dooku isn't considered isn't given much to do, I still love Christopher Lee. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like Asajj Ventress would have been a much interest, a much more interesting character to take his place than a guy. Who like as a kid I would joke and say his name is Count Doodoo. Doo, yeah, that's good. Just call him Darth Tyrannus. That, that's his Darth name. Yeah, it, we, exactly. And I'm like, never let that go. Why? Why do they? You know, why do you have to insist on his name being Count Doodoo? I, I, I will say, if, if people who are interested in um, Count Dooku, there is a new audio uh, book uh, about Darth, uh, Count Dooku's past that I think it's very it's very much well worth looking into because it's like, it's like, it's like basically an audio play. It's oh, really yeah. the first time this really has really been done and it kind of like, I think it's called uh, is it Jedi Lost? I believe so. It's, it's basically like what sort of like Count Dooku's past as a young man and like his story as a Jedi and it's a very interesting story although of course you don't, you don't have you know, Christopher Lee's like, you know, gravitas and baritone yeah. but it's definitely uh, worth looking into. It has, it has a lot of really interesting lore and and it really paints the yeah, paints this fuller picture of like how the Jedi have been on a downward slope for some time, even before we see them in the movies. Mm, okay, 
That's interesting. Yeah. Um, it also, uh, from what I hear, uh, develops more on Asajj Ventress. Too. Oh, okay. I think I think, I think it's like a, I think a dual story. Like she's the one that's looking into Dooku's past, and he, then it takes over from his, his perspective as a younger man. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, go check that out if anybody's interested. But um, but uh, speaking, but going back to the Separatists, that's always something I've I've come to realize or I've thought about is like, like how with the Separatists, it's like you they're they're not really. I mean, they're portrayed as the bad guys, but they're not really because they're just kind of wanting to go, do their own thing. Yeah, because and I mean, they have very valid complaints because the Republic kind of sucks. Yeah, and and they're gaining so much power, and they just don't want to be a part of that. And like, that's fine. And, and depending on how you view droids, I mean, in that sense, they are acting more ethically when it comes to they're not they're literally just creating robots yeah they're not creating actual people yeah that are just literally meant to fight and die and but and then that's also another thing too those droids they kind of have their own personalities as well i mean yeah it, 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 that that's a, a very like interesting conversation that's very long and i don't know if we want to get into that <laughs> no but like but yeah it, it is a little upsetting it's, like you get it a lot in the clone wars where it's like I just got promoted, and, and you're like, "Damn it, I feel bad." For yeah, that because literally that one guy its head ripped off, or they get or something like something that. something like that. Because no, there was a. I remember there was one scene where there was a droid commander. It wasn't like your typical like droids you see. It was there was these really cool droids that they had that you never see again in the Revenge of the Sith. They're like really boxy, and they had like these beaks. They kind of look like bird beaks. It's really it's really weird, but they look really cool. And uh, and then another droids that that really kind of makes you like really makes the droids horrifying is the droid commandos. Oh now, my god, yeah. Literally in the fifth fucking episode, they just go in. Droid commandos sent in to infiltrate the the moon base of Kamino. They fucking kill one of the clone troopers and wears armor and fucking di- like just walk around as like, hey, my name's whatever. And it's just so and they just they're just so acrobatic and fucking they snap a dude's neck it's ridiculous <laughs> yeah like and i know what episode you're talking about in particular and it, it, that episode is like extra intense yeah it's literally we get introduced to fives the and Domino echo squad. yeah and heavy and um really good but i think with this Ricardo that works very lack standards and practices it was literally from that episode they had to uh they had to change stuff because i'm i can't remember i think we talked about this where in that episode they said uh hell or shit and it Ooh. was just yeah <laughs> and it was like it came on at the seven o'clock time slot and, and it's like really dark especially for a kid's show granted there are some there's some stuff in the clone wars that i'm just like how the fuck did they get away with this? Yeah. Like the the stuff on Umbara where it's like dealing with friendly fire and the clones oh, are having this existential fuck. crisis. Oh that, like, and, that, and that's way later, but fuck me. That's such a good ep- – that's so good because it's so scary. Yeah. Like those first few episodes, it's like, it's like okay, it's fine. We're in Star Wars universe. You know, you get a little friendly message at the beginning of the show. It's like, ha, huh, here you go, kids. And then you get to that fifth episode and it's like, holy shit – they're secretly killing clones. They're trying to take over this base. Self-sacrifice. A clone just got eaten by a giant fucking eel. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? I mean, literally the first episode, like, Grievous stabbed somebody through the back into the chest. And it's like, roll tide. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the first episode is um, is Yoda going with, um, I can't remember the clone's name, but it was a squad of three clones, and they're going to that one planet. It's the... Um, Troidaria. Troidaria, and they're trying to... Um, they're trying to have a have an agreement with the uh, the king. 
Yeah, because I think they're like a new. Anyway, we're getting off topic. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> but like, I mean, this is kind of like impromptu kind of Clone Wars. Yeah, because Con- who knows if we'll ever get to talk about that. But um, but getting back to the whole Separatist thing, like, and I say we're leaving the Clone Wars, and then I'm about to talk some more about the Clone Wars. But uh, like outside of a few things with Ahsoka and that one, that Senator's kid, on the separatist senators kid. Yeah. There you really don't get to see inside of what the separatists are. Cause I mean, at the end of the day, they're, they're not much different because like Dooku's running it and he's answering to Sidious who's controlling yeah. this whole thing. But like outside of that one little snippet where you kind of get into their mindset, you only see the, the, deep state of the separatists which are all these uh like uh like banking conglomerates yeah, yeah. and like all these unions and stuff which makes you which is like yeah george lucas does not like organization at all <laughs> no it's just it's just sort of weird how like the separatists are more or less just designated villain like we're kind of told that they're the bad guys without giving much evidence to the fact but it's just kind of i guess the problem of kind of enforcing a black and white morality narrative on a story that has a lot of like sort of like gray tones to like the morality of it and it's just that's just sort of just left for people to ponder on themselves or other people to pick up outside of the movies to really play with yeah Yeah. which which works and hurts lucas at the same time but but and it can also be argued that we only really get everything from the Republic's perspective. So yeah, they would be the villains. Villain, yeah. But I just think it would just be a lot more interesting to see the separatist perspective. Yeah. Which you know, Lucas, come on, man. <laughs> but um oh man, there was something else I was gonna Oh, I was gonna say too, um I feel like whenever it came time after Order sixty six when the uh, Republic became the Empire, it feels like there was kind of a switch where the Separatists became essentially the rebels and then the Republic became the Empire. And... Yeah, I be- yeah, because there's a lot of, like, Separatists, like, carryover to the... Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember why I, where I read or heard this, but that's that's why I originally thought, because, because I mean, I know most of the Separatist leaders were killed by Anakin, but I... <laughs> yeah, in that one room. Yeah, <laughs> but I do feel like the, the Rebels used a lot of Reb, uh, Separatist ships, so, like, a lot of stuff carried over from that Separatist mm-hmm. movement. But, um, yeah, and uh, that, oh, that, speaking of ships, that opening sequence is still easily just one of the best. Yes, I, I really, really, really enjoy it. And, and the music is just amazing. Probably it's one of my favorite tracks in the entire saga. But just, it's all that one take. And yeah, it's CG. It's less impressive than if it was practical. But at the same time, it's still one take yeah and it's uh, sorry up until you know there's actual like dialogue and stuff but it you really get to see how like destructive a battle in the clone wars was yeah and i mean even even for those who say it's cg like or want practical it's like well i mean with practical it's like we're gonna get what like stuff from the original trilogy like Nobody wants to see that. I mean, they're, 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 I mean that would be impressive if they could pull some, I mean, if they, like even something half as impressive with practical. But at the same time, it, that wasn't what Lucas was going for. No, I mean, Lucas didn't you know commission thousands of spaceships to be flown up into outer space, and the 
break of the atmosphere to have a warfare? Was that not on the news? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I forgot Lucas has that kind of power and money. But oh, one thing I did, I did like about that kind of maybe shine through, at least in the beginning part of uh, the opening sequence, is that um, I, however sort of uneven Anakin's character is, I did sort of like how he's, like he has this like really sort of thirst for like, I guess conflict, like he, like he, like he enjoys doing battle. Like he Ooh, enjoys yeah, being he gets like, hard for it. Yeah. yeah. So I guess like that's, that's sort of like you know his like not not bloodlust, but like he like he like he really enjoys. <laughs> I mean that comes later. Gear, gear lust. <laughs> but like he but he like he enjoys like combat. It was, was Obi Wan's always been like you know this is something I have to do. It's not something I relish, but like you know Anakin has fun with it and that sort of. I, well, I think that's because. Maybe help, you know, foreshadows precipitates his fall. I think that's. I I don't know if this was done by George. Probably not. But I was gonna say that's probably because Anakin might m- confuse conflict with adventure. Because I feel like because like ve- like I mean Luke and Anakin are very much the same in that being in Tatooine they want to leave that fucking huge ass desert and go out and explore. And I mean you know that's that's something that at some point probably everybody has is like that feeling of like you know wanting to get out there and see what's out there and i think that's like what kind of drives anakin is like that feeling of excitement and adventure comes from conflict but he doesn't see it as a conflict he just sees it as oh this is very fun and exciting but it's actually really dangerous and might kill me and my friends he like he almost killed obi-wan trying to get the little buzz droids off that was kind of funny though (laughs) that was good anakin (laughs) which like as much as in the first part of this we were shitting on Hayden Christensen and Anakin but like the one little bright spot in his performance I think is in that first like 20 minutes where you yeah. do get to see like like Pat was saying genuine chemistry between the two yeah that, I always smile during that first sequence and then everything from then on I get kind of like a like a um like a almost going to a frown but neutral stoic <laughs> yeah it's just like hmm, yeah yeah but- that, that's We're back ju- to this again. That, yeah, that's just for Hayden. Everything else gets a smile from me. Like, sorry, going back to the clones as well. Like, if something I enjoyed was like how I think I've talked about this is like how there's so much just how there's so much going on in the background as well. I mean, you don't really it's not really showcased that much, but like on the Battle of uh, Utapa, where um, we get like several different uh, we get a one cut of like it's, it's going back. It's during the chase of um of obi-wan is it oh man no it's after sorry it's after his chase after him getting grievous he's back on his big dog lizard and um there's a uh, there's a moment where you see one of the uh one of commander uh cody's soldiers um running up to one of the spider droids and taking it down and that was just i remember being a kid and thinking that was so badass that was so cool and then like you also hear like the clones like even though like it's the same voice actor it's like you hear them all like talking to each other communicating like hurry come over here or whatever and it's just i don't know i really enjoy that and again it's just it's just something that like was never fleshed out and it will never be you know unless you watch the clone wars which is go watch the clone wars <laughs> yes which new season coming to disney plus whenever that launches i don't know if it's like actually launching with it but it it's coming it's yeah. coming yeah uh, isn't it isn't the new season coming this year or uh, or no, it, 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 this year is the mandalorian that's it, no it, yeah it, it will probably be next year just because i think they just announced it last year yeah okay so i mean there. they were still like wrapping up rebels and they have that new show on disney xd still very excited though 
What's saying. that new show on Disney XD? Uh, oh, the right. Resistance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh. it's it centered more around the sequel trilogy. Oh, okay. which, which, which is which I think is good because as much material we have in the in the in the new canon, there's still very little in the sequel trilogy, and this sort of plays like just before episode seven because it's about Poe scouting. A, uh, a young man to be in the uh, resistance uh, navy, be a pilot. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Oh, hello, Cody. Hello. <laughs> that's not. Hello. He's never made that sound before. Hello. Hey, is Cody haunting us? Oh God. <laughs> I can't wait to see episode four. <laughs> uh. Okay. Wait, what? Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, he dropped a stitch poster. Cody. Nobody can see these things. No. Cody's no. just bumbling his way through the podcast studio. To be fair, it is pitch black in here. Yeah, it's really dark. Those don't work. Yeah, there's we know. no lights in here. Well, then- All right. Yeah, so... Cody like, threw peanut butter on the walls and walked out. <laughs> there's, there's so much peanut butter in here. It's oh, my God. It's gonna, it might be bathing no, in when it we, right now. No, when we got here, Cody was just throwing peanut butter at me and cold. It kept hitting our fucking... He just closed the door. <laughs> he locked us in here. Oh, my God. It's getting so dark. Is something going to happen in here? Uh, we'll, we'll stay tuned to find out. That's yeah. Say 10. Oh my god, we're we're in Cody's new apartment. There's a mirror, huge mirror right there. Yeah. There's a bathroom. There's a computer. I feel like I feel like he's trapping us in here with something. Yeah. And, and like... it's also haunted as shit. Oh yeah, it was built in the 1950s. Ooh. Good so job. yeah, Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I feel like we covered a lot. Yeah, of... we pretty much got it. Like... Well, w- one thing we didn't cover was that the ending duel. Oh, that shit. I hate you! I loved you, Anakin! You were my brother, I loved no, you. The, man, we talked about this, and this is where we got cut off, or what I realized where we were way deep in being cut off, is like, the, the duel was so good if it wasn't drawn out so much. Yeah, like, and if it didn't get, like, super... Silly, silly. Yeah, there's like this. They're like swashbuckling above this lava, and it's like eh. swinging across, like it's on a vine. Like okay, Where's at this point, from? at this point, you should stop fighting, and try to survive. But whatever. Yeah, and like, if if for some reason they were just like, hey, Jonathan, you rewrite this. I, I would just like have much of the fight stay the same, but uh, have them like. Like get increasingly like more like tired to where they're like actually like struggling, and then it kind of is like this last ditch effort. Like Obi Wan, I have turns him into a vegetable. I have, I have the high ground. (laughs) I feel like even even the the very end, like the finale, that could still work. It's like you're tired and frustrated, and it can just like I want to fucking kill Obi Wan, so he doesn't realize that he's a tactical disadvantage, and he goes to jump and he gets. You know, all those limbs I mean, it could, it could literally just be like because because you remember they were in the they were in the whatever the base and they hit the control panel and it caused the shielding of the things to be gone <laughs> and that's what caused the lava to burn them <laughs> the shield things I don't know what they are sales fuck I, I don't know what purpose they have but yeah it's but just... for some reason they needed shields which I guess makes sense because you don't want lava hitting you but like. Why are they there? Anyway, 
it would have been it would just made sense if like okay we destroyed the shielding of the base now we're getting hit with lava the, sh the whole base is burning down oh no we're falling it crashed now we're down at the bottom of the valley um i have the high ground uh anakin just for all the juggalos and juggalos. Yeah, yeah, basically. Pretty much. Um, yeah, and, and I really enjoy the um, the whenever we get that little little moment of like Anakin, like this is my new empire. Like I I kind of enjoyed that speech a little bit, but then. And then Obi-Wan's little uh, rebuttal to it, like, your new empire? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, Anakin. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's not, like, terrible dialogue. No, no. Either. It's actually, like, it's, competently written. Yeah, it's pretty, it's it, it's pretty just, doable. It, it's just, like... It's just it, still. It's he, Hayden Christensen. It's Hayden Christensen because it's like it's like he has that creepy stare and he's just like he just has that dry kind of tone to him and he's like, um, I've brought. Don't make me kill, kill you. you. I've brought peace and security to my new empire. And then Obi Wan is coming in with like your new empire, <laughs> Anakin. My allegiance is to this. Uh, whatever to the, to the republic to democracy yeah which is really good because like you see because you do see like you know the jedi have been made into bad guys at this point and it's like obi-wan is still very much trying to get to him and trying to tell him hey i'm still the good guy i'm still trying to serve democracy and the republic i'm just repeating what you said it's like you you do see like anakin you're a douche and an idiot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then and then fucking Obi Wan goes, only Sis deals absolute. I will do what I must. And it's like, never mind, Obi Wan, you fucking dumbass. <laughs> it's like that in of itself being an absolute. absolute yeah. I guess like, like, like we keep talking like there's all this like glimpses of something better. Like he like he, you know, it shows that both sides, you know, or all sides have something that muddies them up. And something I was thinking about is that Maybe why Anakin falls so hard, why why he leans so much to the power, because he comes from a background where he literally had none. Yeah, and to yeah. finally be a point in his life where he has like all this motherfucking power, all all this power and influence, it's kind of like what would happen if some if he gave someone who was literally deprived of like all their choices, who was literally a slave, and then was then suddenly was given everything, you know, just over the course of a few years, like how will that warp someone's thinking? Yeah, like. Man, Anakin's crazy. <laughs> yeah, and, and I don't know like how much they mention it, but like, there's also the whole talk of the prophecy that never gets flushed out. But like, you uh, know, that has to go to his head, and he's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, I'm hot shit." Another thing that would fix this fight scene after the whole like after the fight starts, there's no dialogue until the end, and there's a kissing scene. Yeah, there's a kissing scene too, but the. The dialogue in in the fight scene itself is some of the worst of the prequel trilogy. Anakin, Chancellor Palpatine is evil. From my point of view, you, the Jedi, Jedi are evil. evil. Oh, fuck that! I yeah, hate it, it's, so much. It's just instant cringe, and I'm I just want to <laughs> die. <laughs> Man, 
This is the shitty timeline we live in. Oh yeah, yeah. This yeah. This is the worst just because of that. <laughs> Forget all like the pain and suffering that actually goes on. It's like this fucking one scene in this one movie. Well, th- I, th- that was the trigger that kickstarted our, our the worst timeline. Was, oh, oh fucking Lucas, oh. piece of shit. Two thousand five. Yeah. Yeah. That's where it all went wrong. God damn, man. But I will say, apparently, like, a lot of the dialogue, especially, like, Anakin's posturing right before the fight, is, like, taken from actual speeches given during the Bush administration. And it's, like, people, uh, like, getting into, like, the sequel trilogy, and people like, oh, my God, Star Wars is now political. It's like, well, where the fuck have you been? Yeah, for, like, the past... Wait a minute. Like, like oh. even, the, even the original trilogy was like, yeah, the Empire clearly Nazis. Or, like, designed after not. I mean, literally, the stormtroopers were based off of the German stormtroopers. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how, like... Le- like nah, not political. That's not political at all. Nah. But, yeah. Empires. I want to be even more nakedly political with my movie, said George. Empire, Senate, not political. I got some bad Fuck. news for people. <laughs> Sorry. Everything's political. Just, just so you know. And col- Even if you think it isn't, it is. What? Brushing your teeth is political. Pretty much, yeah. Fucking hygiene, man. Brush your fucking teeth. God. Stinky Make ass. a political statement. Fuck the establishment. Brush your teeth. <sighs> brush your teeth. Okay. If everybody, nobody does, brush your teeth twice a day, and if you can, three times. Okay. I was gonna Floss go. every day. Floss I, every day. Yeah. A Y C H dental tips of the day. Yep. What? What is it called? Oh, I was gonna say I have uh, one question. Uh, about what is everyone's favorite line from the movie? Ooh. Oh, fuck. Because I have mine. <laughs> Let, let's let's go ahead and hear yours, Colt. Yeah. General Kenobi. Oh, fuck. That was good. <laughs> wait. Wait, what? When was that? Grievous, uh, when he General, first sees Kenobi General at the Kenobi. beginning of the movie. Uh, I should say, too. For, I don't know if you did. did oh, fuck. Hold on. General Kenobi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, that's a good that's a good line. Yeah, I need everyone else's. Uh, no. There's got, so you, many good ones. You this got movie one, is full of them. You got one pack because I need to think. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I, I don't. Really, I, I'm not really one that like that quote bad movies or like flawed movies. There's so many. Ones. Oh, no, oh okay, okay, I got one. I got one. Okay, I, you get one. So do it. There. It <laughs> oh, the best line. Do it. Do yeah. It. My my favorite. This is this is a more of an exchange than a line. But uh, when Anakin and Padme are in the apartment, it's like it's only because I'm so in love. No, it's because I'm so in love with you. Oh fuck off! What? <laughs> so love has blinded you. Oh no! <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Best line in the entire saga. I remember that. Down. All right, now it's all on you, Pat. Yeah. <laughs> Pat's just so pissed right now. Uh, oh, I got one. No! Yes! Okay, how did we go this? that? That's the... Cold even pointed it out. Yes. <laughs> no! Oh, oh, my God. That was so... Oh, my God. I fucking love it. That was so awful. And, and speaking of that, like, tying it into, like, the actual ending of the movie, it's like... <laughs> God, John Williams is pulling out all the stops, and it's at this point I'm just like, eh, whatever. Yeah. But because you know you have that like epic like operatic choir yeah. as the armor's being put on, and, and like I've I heard like someone say I can't I can't remember who it's like 
even if it was just like a scream and not the word no, that would have been so much, much better ba- than oh. James Earl Jones. No! Man, it would have been so like if it was just a horror, like painful scream. Oh man, yeah, I could see it. Damn. Uh, and then they want to pull out the whole Japur snippet thing, like at the very last minute. And it's like, God, it's been like what eight years? Who the fuck remembered that? <laughs> fuck, man. Also, I don't like. I do think it's funny how they, how whenever the uh, robot is helping Padme give birth, they're like, they're like, they're twins, like. Okay. Just when- throw one out. You only need one. <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. We also got to talk about the the fact that way Padme dies is just fucking stupid. Um, she died of a broken heart. heart. It's like fuck you, Lucas. I, but that also- it's not that like her throat literally got crushed. But I, I do. But she was still able to. <laughs> she she was still able to scream and then name her children. I don't know. She got pushed. That's killed her. <laughs> one- I, I mean shit. I mean. I mean, this is a movie about fucking space wizards, so, I mean, suspension of disbelief. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, the whole, like, she died of a broken heart. That's just bad writing. She lost the will to live. I'm like, this is stupid. This is dumb. No, I mean, yeah, that's just... Well, it's either that or they say, literally, we have no reason for her to be in the plot anymore. I mean, Which, I mean, that is literally what it is. Yeah. Um, Like, oh, my God. Um, No, I I just think it's weird, like, how never, like... Okay, Luke and Leia are brother and sister, and their names both start with L. But when, like, why, why make them twins? Because they're not fucking twins. They look nothing alike. Like, just say they're just unidentical twins. I don't remember what they're called. Fraternal uh, twins. Fraternal. Fraternal twins. But even yeah. then, it's like, why? Just say because one of them is not Anakin's kid. I'm, I'm still buying that. It's Obi. Oh, Obi Wan and Padme fucked. But they were. It- Jonathan, you're hurting my head. <laughs> you're breaking my heart. Oh, shit. No, wait. Can I just... Oh, okay. Second best line. Okay, yeah. You're going I'll... down a path I cannot follow. <laughs> that, now, Pat, wait. Is that is that Natalie Portman? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think Pat actually gave more emotion than Natalie Portman did in that scene. But to also go back. Pardon will be consumed. Okay. Uh, Going back to uh, Natalie Portman basically just being an outline of a character and not being like an actual character, the original script for Revenge of the Sith, she was supposed to like have a knife when she was yeah. uh, approaching Anakin and was going to shank his ass. But I'm like, why did you cut that? And, and I imagine they probably were like, oh, it would probably be too dark. And it's like, and, but I'm thinking too dark for a movie where a guy literally becomes a veggie. And is kills children. Kill genocides children. Wait, what's on the second sc- time we've said that on, on this episode <laughs> on screen, and then is burned alive, still living in, in front of the audience. And plus, like in the first five minutes, you see one of the clone troopers shit get blown up, and his like one of the pilots' his body just floating in the oh, floating <laughs> yeah. Floating space. Yeah, yeah. It's like, but like a woman having actual agency is too dark for you. Yeah. Damsel in distress? No. Or no, yes, it has to be damsel in distress. Nothing more. Sorry. <laughs> God damn you, Lucas. Oh man. But yeah, I think that wraps up all of this amazing talk of Revenge of the Sith. Is no! it No <laughs> I could have gone on for longer. No, I couldn't. Is it is it the best movie of the prequel trilogy? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Is it better than anything outside? No. <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, uh, in my opinion, it's better than the uh, 
the original three. I don't, you know, I don't really care. Well, you know, Colt, fuck you. I mean, if that's what you want to say, hey, that's fine because yeah. I don't. I don't know. I don't. Honestly, I don't know how I liked Star Wars uh, when I was younger because, in all honestly, honesty, uh, the first, the original, and the prequels. Not the best movies. Uh, what now are, that I've watched more movies in my life, I don't really care for them that what, much compared to some more movies I've seen. Well, when you when you're well, I remember I got into Star Wars because I really love the action figures, especially Bosk. Bosk is always will be my favorite. <laughs> uh, he just looks so cool to me. And but then it's like I saw the first Clone Wars and I was like, oh my god, I love Star Wars. Then fucking they released Star Wars: The Clone Wars on Cartoon Network. That that just that would that sealed it for me. Like I love that's what that's why I love about Star Wars. That that time period, the other Clone Wars, love that so much. It's also, really the current trilogy fucks hard. Just want to say that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. For sure. But um yeah, thank you uh everybody who listened to this. Uh sorry again for the hiccups and any you know weird audio stuff. Um I am still apparently very new to this because there's some shit in here that I'm still trying to work out. But thank you again for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at AYCH Podcast. Am I getting that right? Yes. Okay. You can follow us on there for our awesome little tweets. Those are fun. Those are cool. Uh, This comes out. You won't. I mean, by the time you tomorrow, tomorrow, which is today, because that's when it's coming out. Yeah. Well, Uh, well, no. Well, the thing is, as we're recording this now. It actually comes out tomorrow, Friday. Yeah, yeah. The, no, uh, it, what is tomorrow? The 26th. Yep. yep. It came out today for you. Yeah. Um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood comes out today as well. Go check that out. The boys on Amazon Prime. <laughs> Go check that out. Uh, no. Um, uh, yeah, so and you can check us out on SoundCloud, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Overcast. Uh, all you can hear. We're on there. On all RSS feeds, go check us out. Go listen to us. Our most recent episode that came out on Monday was the what, banter what, buffet. Banter buffet that was really fun. A lot of good food. A lot of weird stuff. Pat did. Pat went really weird in this episode. I don't know how to explain it. Um, Pat went right. He did the right thing. And <laughs> I, I'm so proud of him for doing it. He went ripe, and he went ripe. Yep. Greatest mm. uh, of you all. Check us out on Twitch.tv/slash. All you can hear as well. You can check us out on our YouTube channel for our VODs from the stuff that we've done on Twitch. They live there forever. Uh, our channel name is All You Can Hear as well. Or... All You Can Hear Podcast, AYCH Podcast. Okay, thanks, Cole. And yeah. I that... could have not told you. But you gave me two names. That's one of the above. Oh my God. Okay, whatever. Uh, thank you for listening again. You can follow me, Wenzel, on Twitter at Wenzel Wilkie. You can follow my art Instagram at World of Wenzel. Uh, this is Patrick. Thank you all for listening. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at John Lost His Name. You can follow my art on Facebook at John Lost His Name Art. You can follow the podcast on Instagram at AYCH Podcast. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> well, my name is Jonathan, and I got some interesting stuff coming the way, so stay yeah. tuned. Yeah. Uh, my name's Colt. Follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. And uh, uh, I hate you. As a line, I don't hate you. Uh, no! no!